0: Welcome to TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining us today is Stan Beavers, founder and owner of Ranch KPI and a practitioner in ranch economics at the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management. Stan, welcome to TSCRA Talk. I'm extremely excited to have you with us today to share your knowledge with our listeners.
1: Good morning, Kristen. I appreciate being having the opportunity to to visit with you.
0: Now lots of folks likely know who you are and have heard you speak on multiple occasions but go ahead and give us a little background on your time with Extension and also what you're doing now.
1: Okay, well I spent 27 years as the Extension economist in in North Texas at the Vernon A&M Center uh, as a area economist I, I traveled the state talking about livestock marketing, livestock uh, production, And then got into the livestock financial arena. And gosh, that's kind of where I've I've spent the bulk of my time for the last 20, 25 years now, it seems like. So I retired uh, about four years ago. Uh, And same time, my last few years that I was with Extension, I started consulting outside the state. Once I retired from Extension, uh, I created uh, a company called Ranch KPI, and what that is, is a, it's a ranch management consulting company that, you know, we, I try to help ranchers find their efficiencies, find out where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, and try to build on their weaknesses and improve their strengths. So all this has to do with, with KPI being a key performance indicators. And then a couple of years ago, and I, I've worked with the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management in Kinghead, Texas and in Kingsville for a number of years. And just two years ago, I took an official appointment of 20%, uh, with the Institute where, you know, I worked with the graduate students in ranch management, uh, helping them get their master's degree. My title there is a practitioner in ranch economics. So anyway, so those are the three things and along with also <laughs> having my own, uh, cattle uh you know i, I kind of stay kind
0: of busy so well it sounds like you stay busy definitely again i'm so excited that you're with us today to share your knowledge and your experience throughout your career so let's dive into the topic for this month healthy finances at the ranch what does that look like mm-hmm. what cattlemen need to be measuring and how do they measure it
1: Nowadays, everything has gotten so tight financially on these ranches that, you know, you've got to mind every dollar. You've got to scrutinize every dollar that you spend. You have to try to maximize every dollar that you get from your cattle or whatever the resources are that you're, you know, from the revenues. Things are very tight. I can tell you when I started my career about uh, 30 years ago and I started a lot of ranch working, one of the parameters that everybody was kind of interested in and still is, you know, is what does it cost me to run a cow a year on my operation. And 30 years ago, that number typically was about a dollar a day. So $365 to run a cow a year on your operation. Uh, That figure now, fast forward to to today in the last few years, uh, the ranches that I work with now, that number is $975. So, you know, it's just man it's 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 doubled and tripled over the last 3 years or 30 years and people say well how can that happen look actually if you do the math uh, that's about a 2 to 3% inflation every year so again that's just the way it is now the, the problem with that is that when you couple those those expenses with what that cow gives you and as we all know not every cow gives us a calf every year you're on. You, you get to worry you don't make as much money. Obviously, uh, we're selling calves now for you know eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred dollars. That cost per cow just doesn't match up. So things have gotten very tight. Uh, you have to scrutinize every expense and maximize every revenue dollar that you can get.
0: That is fascinating, and it makes sense that we need to pay attention. We need to track everything that we possibly can. To increase efficiency and see where there are areas that we can improve. Walk us through what that looks like in.
1: Okay. In yeah. data collection. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So, so there's, there's things that need to happen on every ranch uh, from a best management practices for the finances one of them obviously is the accounting system okay now i, I you know whether people use quickbooks or Peachtree tree or centerpoint or whatever or just a spreadsheet uh you know obviously we've got to do some type of financial accounting we we most of us want to stay out of jail so you know we have to submit our records for tax purposes and uh, a lot of times we have accountants that do a lot a lot of that for us uh you know what to vary in degrees but uh what really needs to happen from a day-to-day operation, okay? When it, it's not just putting in the dollars that I spend, such as feed or veterinarian or anything like that, plus the revenue side. You know, I sold a calf today, and I, he brought this much money. What you really want to be able to do, if you really want to scrutinize everything that goes on on the ranch, is you you try to isolate all the transactions into what I call centers. Okay, now. When you think about isolation of the expenses, what I'm talking and, and the financial transaction, what I'm talking about is, okay, let's look at just the cow calf. Let's look at the yearling operation. If somebody's taking those calves and putting them on wheat pasture or putting them out on grass somewhere, uh, let's try to isolate that enterprise. Okay. Or I may have a wildlife program going on. Okay. Well, let's try to isolate the wildlife as well. OK, so we're going to isolate all these things into their pieces now. So not only collectively can I look at the overall operation that makes up, you know, in, in my case, broken beef cattle, I, I can look at it as a whole. But also I want to know, OK, which pieces are actually making me money and which pieces are actually losing me money?
0: Well, that's fascinating because I think most producers probably in theory, in their mind, you know, we have – an idea of where we may, where we think all the money goes, but once we actually get the numbers on paper, I bet we would be a little bit surprised. And, you know, that gives us, that gives us a point of where we can adjust, where we can make shifts to plan and do better in the future.
1: Absolutely. Because again, it's all about coming up with a plan of action. Okay. So, you know, so the the final product of an accounting system, and, and this is something that any rancher should prepare every year, okay, is a good set of financial statements. That comes from your accounting system, okay? And, and when we talk about financial statements, you know, I'm talking about the balance sheet of, you know, what assets do I own? Uh, you know, what did I purchase through the year? What kind of capital assets do I have, including, you know, A checking account, you know, dollars in a savings account, but also things like my breeding herd, okay? The bulls that I've bought, the females, the breeding cows that I've bought, the pickups that I've bought, the land that I'm maybe buying, okay? So, what's my assets relative to, and again, this is part of a balance sheet, what liabilities do I have? I may have taken a mortgage out on that land uh, in order to buy it to run cows, okay? And, And what I'm hoping is over time, you know, I'm able to pay off that mortgage uh, on my land and decrease my liability, so my balance sheet looks better. And then the second statement is what's called the profit and loss statement, and basically that's a that's a recording of all my revenues received in in a period of time, which typically is a year. Okay, so what all revenue do I receive in a year relative to the expenses I spent in, in any year? So obviously, total revenue minus total expenses gives me Net income or profit, uh, same thing there. So those are the st- those are the financial statements that you know that really should be looked at. Then two more. Okay, cash flow doesn't include a depreciation cost because it is in fact exactly what it says. It's cash flow. Okay, so how much revenue did I get in? How much expense did I send out? Now the difference between a and and a cash flow, again being that it's a cash flow statement. The cash flow doesn't have depreciation, but what it does have, Kristen, I'm sure you and your husband are gonna at some point buy some bulls. Somewhere that's gotta be able to be cash flowed. So if I'm out here paying 5,000 for a bull, you know, in in February, well, in my February cash flow, I need to put in capital purchase assets, you know, or capital asset purchases of of a bull of $5,000. So again, I've got a cash flow then. So it's different than what the P&L is. Over the past 50 years, you know, uh, most ranchers, it seems, has operated off the cash flow and off the P&L or the profit and loss. If I had money at the start of the year and I had this much at the end of the year, I must have done okay. Okay, well, that's not profit. That's strictly a cash flow situation. Uh, the other statement that I would really want people to to, to look at is their projected cash flow. Now, probably that's exactly what everybody is doing, like, in December or January of every year. They're doing some type of projected cash flow. Now, the best projected cash flow is based upon history. What actually happened last year, well, look at the P&L, look at your last year's cash flow, and say, okay, how did things need to be adjusted in order for the projected cash flow year coming? And you know, anytime then I, I can say, okay, in, in, in April, you know, I'm going to be at my deficit because I'm not going to have any money coming in. I'm going to have some of my biggest expenses January through April and May when I'm having to feed the cattle and all that coming out of winter. I may be in a deficit situation for my finances, and I don't have revenue coming in until the fall when I when I sell my calves. So uh, I know that, you know, if that's the case, I'm either gonna have to get some assistance, or I'm gonna have to get some lenders, or, or I'm gonna have to have some dollars stored up in order to cover that. And heaven forbid, if I had to come in there and had to replace a bull in April because of death loss or whatever, all of a sudden my deficit gets worse. So projected capital purchases and the projected cash flow can immediately help you monitor, you know, what the, what the changing environment is going to do to you. You know, some of the best quotes I have from my ranchers is, you know, once I've done this good accounting for, for a number of years, nothing scares me about, you know, what, what could happen. Now, I, I may not like it like a major price drop. I may not like it, but it doesn't scare me because I know what my finances were in the past – and because I've done a projection on what I believe to be the case for the coming year, I can quickly go in there and change a, a price number to a lower value, and I can immediately see what's going on on my ranch and how this is going to affect me. So, as I said before, you know, ranchers are the really good ones are going to be vigilant, um, you know, about constantly watching their dollars. They're going to scrutinize their dollars, and if something happens, then they know how to react. So.
0: You know, volatility is going to happen. There's going to be things that are going to change the markets. I mean, just like coming out of COVID, um, hopefully, hopefully yeah. we're coming out of that. That no one, no one anticipated that. No one saw that coming. But if you had all of this documented, you could look back at the past. You could make those adjustments, and there's a little more certainty. Um, you you know what adjustments need to be made.
1: That's exactly right, because the market hates uncertainty. That's why we get the price of fluctuations that we do. The market just doesn't know, okay, I mean, how many cattle are going to be sold. The market doesn't know what the demand uh, for beef is going to be. Uh, we can only look at that in history. So the market hates uncertainty. Well, that gets down to us as well. I mean, we hate uncertainty, too. But if we sit here and, and we've done our due diligence on our good data, on the good financial record keeping, I can immediately say, going, you know, I'm going to have to re- redo these numbers. I'm going to have to re, you know, recalculate these numbers with prices that are 15% lower than what I thought I was going to have. So immediately, you know, I can actually see what's going on. I can have a good idea of, you know, that this is going to, you know, affect me, you know this much negatively and i can actually come up with a, with an absolute dollar amount all of a sudden that you know okay i have got to start planning you know i'm going to have to delay some things i'm going to have to delay some capital asset purchases I'm, i i know that i'm going to have to delay some things or make some type of adjustments
0: yeah, i love that that it's an educated decision it's not a guess
1: that's exactly right i mean it we want to take the uncertainty out of our operation and we can do that uh, now again Nobody knows, you know, what the future holds for any of us, but at least we can say, Okay, well this is what we perceive, this is what has happened to this day, and this is what the projections are for the next, you know, six, eight months out, and I can already make adjustments.
0: Now one thing that has been extremely important in the, lo- in the last few months is livestock inventory, which most producers likely Absolutely. have They have their numbers in their mind or even jotted down in their notebooks that they keep in their pickups. But best practices would include having an official livestock inventory document. Talk us through that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because as I mentioned earlier, you cannot untie or uncouple the production inventory with the financials. They will always be coupled together. A good inventory, and, and I'll just walk you through it real fast. A good inventory would be okay. How many animals do I have on the place January one or one specific date? I I typically use January one, the start of the calendar year, and that would include the number of cows I have, the number of second calf heifers, the number of first calf heifers that I have, number of bulls, the number of of heifers that I'm 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 keeping out of the current year's calf crop. Any number of stocker or cattle or any number of feedlot cattle that I have. Now, <clears throat> so that's a that's a point in time. Let's just say that's January one of of 2019. Now, I'm going to move then and say, okay, well now what do I have on January one of 2020, a year later? And obviously the numbers have changed. Okay, but what I would what I would hope and what I would encourage everybody to be able to do is reconcile those two numbers, the January 1 to the following January 1. And what I mean by that is one year I may have 1,000 cows, the following years I may have 1,050, whatever that number change is. Okay, so how did that number change? Well, it changed by 50, but there's more to that story than that. That means did I buy any? Okay, so I started with 1,000. Did I buy any? Did I transfer in any replacement heifers to get to that number? At the same time, did I sell any, okay? Or did I ship any out to, to another ranch that I own, okay? So again, how many came in, how many left? Now, I'm going to take this one step farther. So again, what we've done is talked about reconciling the in- inventories of the livestock. So when I said, okay, so we've got purchases and sales, you know, I should be able to go directly to my accounting system and on my balance sheet, It has a value, a financial value, that corresponds with that 1,000 head of cows. You know, there's some value there, uh, per head value, and probably what it is 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 what we call net book value, and it's, it's the purchase price minus the accumulated depreciation that we had on those. So we've got a beginning balance sheet value for my cows. At the end, I should have another one, but in between those, Chris, I should be able to look at my accounting system and say, okay, well, here is the check that was written to buy the 100 cows. Here is the check from, you know, Cabanets or from, you know, the burning livestock sale barn, wherever. Here's the deposit that was made on on selling 150 cows. Okay, so again, not only did I reconcile the actual inventory headwise, but now I've also recognized and reconciled it in the accounting system as well. Okay. So you cannot, you cannot divorce the inventory, the production inventories from the financials. It is incredibly important.
0: Again, it makes perfect sense. It does. And once you have that, let's talk a little bit more about the key performance indicators and how okay. you can analyze your information once you have it.
1: Yes, absolutely, because ultimately, whether I own the ranch or whether I'm working for somebody that owns the ranch or whatever, ultimately, that ranch owner hopefully has goals of why he owns that ranch. He has things that he wants to get accomplished by owning that ranch, whether it be you know an increase in wealth, whether it be whatever, okay So you have to monitor. Am I making progress, again, whether I'm the owner or whether I'm the GM or whether I'm the cowboy, and is my job contributing to this ranch moving forward to meet the goals of the ownership? Now, how we do that then is through the use of of KPIs or key performance indicators. So, again, we broke this ranch into its pieces, and we found out, you know, that something may not be working. Well, how do we know that? Well, there's two things. One, we either we calculate a number like a KPI, okay? And, and KPIs can be very simple, like pregnancy rate, okay? That's a production KPI. How many females did I get bred? Christian, the best way that you can monitor is comparing yourself to yourself, okay? This year I got 92% breed up. Last year I got a 91. The year prior to that I got 90. Well, we're making progress here. Right, I mean, so trending my own data, okay, that's the best way to identify whether ranch ownership is getting their goals fulfilled or not, okay? Switch over to the financial side, okay? Okay, number one that I mentioned already, what's it cost me to run a cow a year? And as I've told you, you know, that's right now about 975 bucks. What's it cost me to wean a calf? Okay, those are two separate numbers. What's it cost me to run a cow? But what's it cost me to wean a calf? Right now, the number per cow is about 975. What's it cost me to wean a calf is over a thousand and it's closer to 1100. Now you think about that and it's like, my goodness, how's that working? Well, because we're out here selling weaned calves or the, the market price for weaned calves right now, you know, dictates that I'm only going to be about 900, 950 bucks for that, that weaned calf. Well, that doesn't equate. Doesn't mean you've lost the, game doesn't mean you've lost the war. It means you lost the battle that year, okay? Now, chances are probably what happened is exactly what we talked about from the accounting system. Prices ended up being lower than what I thought. Well, if I was doing my due diligence, probably what I did was prolong or postpone some of my purchases and, in fact, lowered my cost per calf, okay? So, I, all of a sudden. You know, I'm actually using my monitoring to to see what's going on from a from a KPI standpoint. What I what I recommend to ranchers is to pick about a dozen of them. Uh, again, you know, uh, that's up to you. What's most important for you as the GM or owner of this ranch? What are you really trying to measure here? Okay, and and pick the pick about a dozen of them uh, and track them over time. And if you think about Kristen having having a dozen specific single numbers that you can quantify performance of a ranch in one year, but then do that the same way for the next five years and have those same five numbers over time on a trend in a PowerPoint presentation or whatever, but see this thing starting to trend.
0: Well, I love the fact that s- lots of people have been in the ranching business for a long time. And- mm-hmm when we apply wisdom, I think that is what propels us to be able to continue to ranch into the future and operate and produce beef for a growing population.
1: Well, and that's um, more, and now you start moving this thing even farther forward. You know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough industry to try to make money on, but it's still a gratifying industry. What we've done in the past is turn out on grass and turn bulls with them It takes more than that. I can't just sell calves nowadays and think I'm going to make money and and make enough money to pay all my bills. Now I have to be pretty creative. and, And any young ranching couple such as yourself, Christian, I would tell you, have a plan. Don't just think you're going to sell calves. You know, Get out here and try to figure out what you're going to do different than everybody else. You know, it may have a, you may be raising polka dot cattle because you found somebody that wants polka dotted cattle. Okay. But you need to find where you fit and where you can fit and make money in this industry. Okay. And ultimately, if you don't have the good financial records, if you don't have the good production records, you're a plan that's going to fail. Okay. But you got to, you got to be diligent in all the numbers that you're keeping. Okay. So, and, and find, find your place. Okay. It, it's still a gratifying industry. I still love owning cows. I, I can sit here right now and look out my window and see my calves grazing. And, and it's just a, you know, it's, it's taken me a while to get here, uh, but it's such a gratifying feeling to see that.
0: Stan, thank you so much for your time today. I have learned so much from our conversation. I would encourage our listeners to be sure to check out the links in the show notes. And as always, to learn more about TSCRA, visit tscra.org.